The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be discussing how perceptions of medication can predict MS treatment adherence and persistence. Perceptions of a medication can predict treatment adherence and persistence, sticking with the same therapy. In people with multiple sclerosis, a prospective observational study found. The findings were the result of a clinical study evaluating the profile of adherence to therapy in patients ages 18 to 70 with relapsing remitting MS. The study, Beliefs About Medication as Predictors of Medication Adherence in Prospective Cohort Study Among Persons with Multiple Sclerosis, was published in the journal BMC Neurology. Adherence, following a treatment regimen and taking medication as scheduled to disease-modifying therapies called DMTs, varies among MS patients and is often below 80%. But besides demographic and clinical characteristics, there is not much information on the factors predicting treatment adherence in these patients. To fill this knowledge gap, researchers in Israel assessed both adherence and persistence to DMTs and examined their association with diverse disease predictors. Persistence was defined as staying with the same DMT for the duration of the study, while adherence was categorized as the degree to which patients took their DMT doses as prescribed. A total of 186 relapsing remitting MS patients with a mean age of 40.6 were involved in the study. All were treated with DMTs at Carmel Medical Center in Israel between February 2016 and February 2019. The patients had MS for a mean duration of 7.5 years and were on DMTs for a mean duration of 27.6 months or just over two years. They were mostly married and women with high education and economic status. Health conditions other than MS were reported by 20.4 of patients and their average physical disability was relatively low to moderate. In-person's assessments were conducted at the time and two other time points, at the study's start and after 6 and 12 months. At these visits, patients were asked to complete a number of questionnaires about their medication beliefs, 
perception of their illness, perceived health, medication habits, and emotional state. Physical disability was also assessed by a neurologist. The researchers used multiple measures, including patient reporting outcomes, specifically the multiple sclerosis treatment adherence questionnaire and probabilistic medication adherence scale and medication claims to assess treatment adherence and persistence. The results of the survey showed that 69.9% of patients were adherent to DMTs after six months and 71% after one year. Adherence ranged from 66.3 and 73.8 after two. Persistence was lower at 64.5%, meaning that more than one-third of patients switched medications during the 12 months of follow-up. Reasons cited for discontinuation included disease worsening, pregnancy planning, abnormal laboratory results, and non-tolerability. A comparison between adherent and non-adherent patients found that adherence at six months was more common in people with a higher socioeconomic status. However, this association was not observed at 12 months. Notably, one association that was observed for both six and 12 months were the patient's beliefs about the usefulness and safety of DMTs. Individuals who were non-adherent more often believed that the prescribed therapy was an over-treatment and could be harmful and did not adhere, therefore. The association of beliefs about medication with adherence also was found when accounting for differences in age, gender, and socioeconomic status. Other perceptions, including self-rated health, illness perception, habits, and emotional states, including depression and anxiety, did not differ significantly between adherence groups. Treatment persistence, just like adherence, also was predicted by patients' perceptions. In particular, a statistical analysis adjusted for age and gender showed that concerns about medication, anxiety, younger age, and male gender each were significantly predictive of treatment persistence. The present work succeeded in characterizing this group and suggests that people's belief about medication at onset could predict their adherence and persistence, the researchers wrote. The study had several limitations. The researchers noted that including its small sample size being conducted in a single center, not accounting for patients' medication history, and reporting only one-year follow-up were a few. Nonetheless, these findings demonstrated that adherence and persistence are predicted by medication beliefs of MS patients. As medication beliefs are modifiable, they should be assessed periodically and targeted as a focus of tailored interventions aimed to improve adherence and consequently health outcomes in MS patients, they concluded. Coming up next, Perspectives from MS News Today columnist, Jesse Ace. 
You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. Hi, I'm Jessie Ace, columnist for MS News Today, and today I'll be reading from my friend Jennifer Powell's column, Silver Linings. A dog's love in a world of MS. I'm staring at my golden retriever, Abby, as she sleeps on the lawn, the afternoon sun dancing through her fur. Lying so still, she's encapsulated in a golden glow. I glance at her chest and I'm reassured by its rhythmic rise and fall. Abby is 10, and I am acutely aware of impending reality. But today is not that day. Abby rescued me in the fall of 2012. The organisation I volunteer with found her. At three, she weighed a scant 43 pounds, was covered with fleas, and had to be shaved due to mange. What she lacked in physical health, she made up for in spirit. My heart ached as I watched her play with our late dog Lucy's toys. We had to put Lucy down due to cancer only two weeks earlier. I smiled through the tears as Abby curled up next to my husband, Mike. She was home. It has been a journey with Abby learning to trust and me learning to navigate progressive MS. But the day's trials evaporate with the setting sun and every sunrise is a new opportunity. In the mornings, Abby greets me with her helicopter tail, which accelerates at the sound of my voice. She is patient as I acclimate to the day, but her eyes encourage me to move. Her spirit inspires me to try, and so I do. Seven years have held seven lives. So much has transpired that I can barely recall life before her. We have sojourned together through much of my MS and all of its progression. Abby has been a conduit to so much abundance in my life. I have met and become good friends with many mutual dog enthusiasts. We have volunteered at countless rescue events and hosted half a dozen foster pups. Abby has blessed me with a strength and passion I vow never to discard. She has inspired me to be the best version of myself. She has shown me that love transforms. She has taught me to be kind to myself even when my MS is not. So when others ask me how I can continue to love and lose, I leave them with this. When the time comes, I will do for Abby the only thing she can't do for herself. I will let her go. I will be there to comfort her just as she has done for me, and I will grieve her loss yet celebrate her life. I will honour her legacy by welcoming another pup into my heart. I will leave her essence by believing that I can change the world, just as Abby has changed mine. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.